Good day, people. Sounds a bit funny, doesn't it? Well, this is going to be my first podcast episode I'm going to be hosting in English. And the reason for that is that my guest today is a wonderful gentleman from the United States. His name is Michael Perdue. He's a beer enthusiast, aficionado, the owner of craft beer shop and bar Beer Fox here in Riga. If you enjoy amazing beer or would like to have a conversation with the man himself, feel free to stop by his bar, which is located on Stabo Street 5961, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, without further ado, this is our conversation with Mike. Enjoy! some goodies today absolutely I think, I think we should crack one open before we yeah before that's start. probably a good idea and so do, and do a can mini i commercial reach break. around the microphone yeah of course all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you just can push it away from you and then okay. you all right no problem all right okay what well, are we cracking open first what. um let's start with sauna session from estonia <laughs> it is Kuda. a um, since it's we're kind of taking a sauna <laughs> let's let's get started here so Are we recording? recording? Yeah, yeah, of all course. Right, okay. yeah, it's... All right, all right. Just, just need to know. Oh, so it, this is actually a, a light, um, a light beer, four point seven. Whoops, I just no problem. And it's made with uh, Barza Sloatis, which I believe is birch. Birch, Francis. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, which you, know. you use in sauna. Yes. So I did pronounce it somewhat correctly. Yep. So this is the beer, sauna session. How much does it cost? Um, in a the lot. Shop, it's around many money. Ninety-nine, something like that. So, um, yeah. Okay, let's crack one. Up. Yes, Priyaka. Cheers. 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 Yes. Cheers. It's okay if I mix in a little Latvian with um, my my bit of Latvian. Just pull it a bit closer. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. Awesome. No, so. that's no problem. So, how did it all started for you? Why beer? Well, actually, I got into the beer business back in the United States uh, about 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago exactly. That's not uh, that? Not that long ago. Long ago, yeah, right. As you said earlier, yes, I am a beer enthusiast, uh, always have been, but uh, most of my life I was a farmer, but, you know, as a life happens, series yeah. of detours, um, I was still a farmer, but I was doing some things overseas, and then I went back and I got a um, job in my favorite craft beer shop in Omaha, Nebraska, which not too many people here know, but it's a nice small Midwestern city. Everyone knows. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so um, I ended up, um, I was kind of like the guy that just didn't go away, strong back, weak mind, and uh, became manager after a while. So it was it was a great job. It was I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people. Um We were actually at the time the premier kind of like craft um, craft powerhouse in the, in the region actually, um, and I also did a part time job with a little craft distributor, an independent craft distributor in Omaha. So I got I got another um, insight into you know selling to um, I guess Horeca mm -hmm. cafes, restaurants, that kind of thing, and uh, which has served me very well here in Latvia. So, what brought you here, though? Why Latvia? Actually, um, I met a nice Latvian girl in hmm. the uh, country of Georgia. Um, <laughs> well, ten, that's actually a little bit more than ten years ago. What were you doing in Georgia? Actually, I had I had started a small business with my uh, son. Actually, so I was running a little tourism business. Oh, um, so we had kind of like a little hostel, and um, he did tourism. 
actually, I, I would go back and forth, <clears throat> and then um, then eventually I just put him in control, and then I went, that's when I went back and got the beer job. Well, so awesome, complicated, complicated. Do you often visit home, hometown, home country? Actually, no, I guess in the last five years I've been in Latvia almost. Uh, I've been home only twice. So mm. this is this is more or less for, uh, for how long you've been in Latvia? Almost five years. Five years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yep. What do you think of Latvian beer scene, though? What are your thoughts? Well, since Because I got here, it's gotten a lot better. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're the kingpin of craft well, beer. Well, not here, not aren't really, you? not really, because and I there's there's some people who really, um, when I moved here, um, there were some important early players who maybe at the time, you know, the times you never know when the times right for for starting something, creating something, and whether it's time to like expand it. Mm-hmm. Um, There's guys that started a, a, a shop in Burger Bazaar is probably, I want to say, yeah, eight, was, some it, years it ago. Bravinga? Bravinga, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that lasted actually, for a very short amount of time. And then they moved over here on Lodge Places. Yes, uh, yes to, I remember. Um, what was it called? It was Beer House or something Ale like that? House, yeah. Ale House. Ale, yeah. yeah, it was Ale House and yeah. Beer House. Well, all gimmicks, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so one of those guys actually... Uh, is also um, from Iowa, like my like myself. So we actually um, <clears throat> struck up a friendship. So anyway, that partnership of guys, um, <clears throat> I credit with actually creating the the demand for some craft beer here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very tiny, hardcore niche of people. Isn't it, I, isn't it like that? Uh, it, it is, right now but as it's well? I, but uh, the, you know, I I want to expand it from that, and that's mm-hmm. that's been my goal ever since I got here. Because it's too expensive. It's 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 a great hobby, but you know, mm, it's super, I, I can't it must be sit super. around and and make no money, you know. So you have to expand. And, and honestly, um, um, without other enthusiasts, uh, it's just not as much fun. No, oh, I can. You know, why run that. it as a club? Yeah, of course. So, um, but now, now you're doing only beer, right? Like the beer is your primar- yeah, primary. Yeah, yeah. 99% is is I or 90 some percent I would say is beer. Um, we have the shop. I have two companies. Um, the shop is my my company, um, and then I have another company with two Estonian partners. We have it's a Latvian company, but we um, that's that's the distribution company and the bar. So, but I'm getting the vibe from you that. You're not very fond of Latvian beer, Latvian made beer, are you? Well, no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, it's um, if if let's say I was in, I don't know, pick a country. If I was in, if I am who I am, and I'm, let's say, stuck in Tajikistan or 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 Ukraine or someplace, which uh, the latter, Ukraine, actually has a nice little craft beer movement started. Okay. But, uh, you know, beers are, Latvian lagers are Latvian lagers. And... Um, In other words, piss water. Not yeah. necessarily, but I find them, I find them... You know, kind of in a in a mono kind of, uh, but that's not that's not just Latvian lagers. That's that's a lot of lagers. Yeah, but across the Europe, Latvian beer is really praised like like a good beer. Yeah, Latvia is definitely one of those countries which it, know it how does, to do. It does have that uh, mystique, I know. Yeah. And I, but but sometimes so does Lithuanian beer among Norwegians. Okay, and um, you know it's okay. I'll just break it down. You know, when I moved here, 
Okay, for instance, uh, I did bring a lager here tonight at Pilsner, so we can drink something that's a little bit different. But um, the malt that's typically used in, in Latvian beers, and this is not a fault, it's just what it is, mm -hmm. is, is um, uh, it's sweet. And I think, that's, I think that's your taste. And in fact, I think it's an Eastern European taste. That's, so that's, that's not a fault, it's just something, I mean, you guys drink kvass. Oh, I, as I from hate kids, quads, though, but, yeah, but, no, but, but, yeah, but, but in general, people, yeah, yeah general and I mean that's that's totally foreign to most Americans. Yeah, and so you drink, you you kind of grow up with this kind of idea in your head with this malty. Uh, I mean, it's actually made from the same grains. I mean, we you know we don't have that in the United States um, unless you're from some Eastern European background, and even mm -hmm. then, that's probably you know pretty obscure. Um, so I think the crispness, for instance, that comes along in like a, a Czech lager is missing a little bit in a Latvian lager because I'm not sure exactly what hops most Latvian uh, lager producers use, um, but I don't. Th I, I, I miss the crisp hop bite of, say, a Saz, which is called a noble hop, uh, mm -hmm. of a Czech lager. That, that kind of, like, gets into, like, bizarro territory, yeah, but like, anyway. Holy. <laughs> that, that, that's, like, sommelier talk. Just well, but it's, but it's actually, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, so, it's not so deep. Um, Isn't it? Wines are, are, are much more complicated? No, actually not. Oh. No, and, I, and honestly, the wine people have just done a much better job of, of posing the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's great wines, and I'm a, I'm a huge wine fan. Um, but there again... Um, I would say ninety plus percent of the wines in the market are are basically um, semi-industrial. Yeah, you yeah, know that's true. There are there are some really unique niche wines out there, niche niche whiskeys, niche gins, niche all these all these products now. I mean, it's it's the golden age of drinks, actually, in my opinion. Um, beer being one that's blossomed amazingly in the last five years. Uh, don't you have to kind of like fight the cultural stigma of Latvia that beer is something very simple, very people do not perceive it as an alcohol and don't take it too seriously because to understand what you're selling at your bar, at your shop, you kind of have to be more sophisticated than average Latvian. Well, and, and that, that perception, and you have to like you, build a community. Yeah, you're you're correct, and that's. Um that's one of those things that, whether it's a fight or a challenge, I, I guess it's, um, you know, some days I look at it as it's one. It's a struggle. And it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's a challenge, and I actually enjoy it because um, people people are open, and, and Latvians are open. I mean, actually, I, I have to admit, culturally, I'm a little bit surprised, but that's just because I was a bit ignorant, you know, thinking I'm moving to Europe, that this, you know, because of a lot of factors— Latvia is actually bizarrely kind of in, at the tail end of the world sometimes about some things. No and that's, way. that's not a fault. Um, <laughs> it's an opportunity for it you. It is an opportunity. And, and people are, um, of course, obviously um, maybe not suspicious, but they're – they're hesitant, let's say, mm -hmm. to to try something new. And my products aren't cheap. Yeah, I mean, exactly I mean, seriously, one, I mean, this this, at, for instance, at two ninety nine on my shop is it's you know 03. two to three oh. times for an O three. And for Latvians, yeah. like oh, whoa, whoa. yeah, I mean, anything below two liters is nothing yeah, to but, Latvian. But honestly, you know, it's it's a matter of um, I don't I do reject the notion that Latvians do not have the buying power that 
to um, consume what it is that they will end up enjoying, whether it be wine or coffee or beer. It doesn't have to be an everyday thing because there are Latvians walking around with disposable income, and the vast majority of those people are my target audience because they just don't know how good beer can be. Right. If indeed they prefer simplicity and they want to stick with something, hopefully the people are open-minded enough that they give something a chance. Yeah. That's all I ask for. True. Actually, in Riga, it's not... It's really not that bad we have pretty wealthy wealthy right. segment right. And, and and part of population here which definitely have no trouble buying three euro beers and, and and they just yeah as you say they don't know that there's this world because their beer experience ends at the cashier at Rimi maybe yeah probably. exactly and and there for instance in my distribution business there's um, definitely it's been this this is the struggle is to is to connect with with buyers at these chains for instance because i have not done a good job of that and they have a hard time comprehending what uh is is massively um popular massively selling in say great britain or the united mm. states or 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 france or someplace you know supermarkets full of craft beer it um, it's okay. It's uh, it's once again, it's buying power. It's perception. It's time. It's time. The more and, and, and um, but you know, as I as I explained to some person the other day who who told me that uh, yes, they were interested in the one product I had because it was Latvian, but they only dealt with people because they took their whole portfolio. It's it's crazy. I have hundreds of beers in my portfolio potentially, mm-hmm. and it's just like who who would who would imagine that somebody would need my whole whole portfolio? I don't want that. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't want that. So, so there's a lot of learning processes to be done, and um, it's uh, that's that's my um, my my challenge for myself. It might be easier if I could rattle off Latvian, um, but then again, maybe not. Because um, most most people I deal with, I would say I'm I'm obviously in business here, and I can deal pretty much in English uh, with with everyone, you know, minus a couple of government agencies. <laughs> <laughs> but are actually coming back to USA, how how is it in USA? Actually, craft beer market is now booming because the vibe I'm getting from. I don't know, listening to podcasts, what everything's sponsoring, like like obviously craft beer won't sponsor Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but those piss beers like Bud Lights, mm-hmm. Budweiser's and stuff like that are massively popular there. Well, they are still massively popular. And mm-hmm. what I mean, they're they're flush with cash. They have yeah. they have, you know, Billions, millions, whatever. I mean, mega, mega mergers happen with regularity. And um, to kind of put it in perspective, over the last few years, the uh, AB InBev has, uh, which is actually Belgian, mm-hmm. um, has created several different divisions to kind of like fake out the public. And they, they for instance, there's a there's a online beer rating agency that's, uh, or, or not, not agency, rating how would you call it? Website where where individual users can log in and rate beers, and that's mm-hmm. been around for a number of years. 
Now it's partially owned by a wing of AB InBev, which is very suspicious. And rigged, I mean, probably. Is it well, it, it could be. Yeah. It could be. I mean, there's there's always that, that idea that, um, you know, something may not be quite as independent as you once thought it was. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with they're, they're spending mother loads of cash to acquire breweries who, whether they have financial difficulty or they just have, they've found this sweet spot and somebody hands them a check for $45 million, it's like, you know, there's a lot of uh, small breweries which have, uh, have sold out. Uh, are, are, and it's a big, it's a big uh, issue in the craft beering. And, and they are just killed off, or or they no, kind of like spin not. it. Typically, in- they spin it into their own. And and the AB InBev, for instance, I just use them as the um, as uh, you know the mother company since they are the largest. They tend to then gloss over the fact that and, and keep them as craft beer, but with massive uh, amounts of, for instance, shelf space. For instance, there used to be I would go into a supermarket in Omaha, for instance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You would have door after door after door of Bud Light in different different packages, whether it's an 18-pack or a 12-pack or a 24-pack or a 30-pack. I remember at one point we had an we, – because we bought beer from that distributor, uh, I remember seeing 18 different SKUs for Bud Light. Okay. 18. And that means they can pack up refrigerators with that crap. And, um, you know, th- so so what they do then that that – power that they have the general public who is uh, is you know ignorant through no purpose of their own but is obviously aware that there's something better they go in and they have no idea that you know shock top or golden road or something like that which are shock top is actually created by budweiser and golden road was a um notorious um california brewery who actually sued some friends of mine for their name and then they turned around and sold out to AB InBev two years later. I mean, I don't have any love for those people. How did the lawsuit end, though? Um, my friends had a small, tiny little brewery. They still do in Omaha, and it's called Golden Rod, which is this yellow flower yeah. that grows by the side of the road. And these people were called Golden Road, and they sued them. There was a cease and desist. I mean, it's, it's America. That oh, stuff old, happens. Good so they had, to quit, uh, they had to quit using the name. Damn. Yeah. So... I hope I answered your question a little bit there. Because, no, 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 because the craft, so, since just another quick fact is that I moved here five years ago, four and a half years ago. There were more than 3,000 small breweries in the United States. Now there's more than 6,000. Hmm. So any idea that, that there's, a, there's a downturn is, is absolutely wrong. I mean, yeah. the, the percentage of, of uh, beer we used to think would not exceed, I mean, we were like, Dreaming of five percent of market share, it's it's twenty. Okay, that's so don't nice. don't yeah. tell me. I mean, that's massive. Yeah. It, of course, that creates problems for mid majors. You know, people that are like big and they distributed like twenty different states, but all these upstart breweries come along, then suddenly their products aren't as popular. So yeah, it, it's it's capitalism, How and is- it's a good thing. <laughs> of course, of course. What else? Uh, but good old capital. Good old capital. <laughs> good old not communism. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> how do you feel? What's the environment here in Latvia in the same regards? Like, are are there any like pushbacks from are are the big producers are trying to somehow 
push you under the rug and, and well and, I don't I think nothing happens are they here that aggressive or, or just differently than happens a lot of places the, the pay to play thing is is quite obvious when you when you look around town I mean you you look at the umbrellas you look at the tap lines mm-hmm. I mean that's Ugh. that's uh, Leal yeah. this is everywhere that this well it can go anywhere I just um, else. I, I tend not to like want to like use names but you <laughs> use the name no problem and um, <laughs> because um, that particular, I mean, for them in general, or them in particular, for instance, um, if they have the taps, there's absolutely no chance for me to get a tap. Zero. I can sell bottles to that if, I, if they've got a smart bartender, manager, or whatever who wants to bring in some other beers, then, then they can um, certainly do that. But to get a tap line in that particular company's establishments, uh, forget it. Um. But I understand. I mean, that's it's a tough thing to do. If somebody gives you thousands of euros, put in your tap line and help pay for your bar, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, I've noticed this. That's I don't particularly like Leo. I mean, it's it's just beer. It's nothing special. But as soon as what I've noticed is all other choices gone. If if that's, they say it's Leo, exactly do you right. have something else? Yeah, we have other kinds of Leo. Yeah, no, that's that's precisely all it. Sorts of Leo. Yes, yeah. and, um, and it's all that, the same. That's, that is the. Um, I don't think that that necessarily has anything to do with the craft because actually, I would say what they're trying to do is fake people out and pretend that they're craft, which they absolutely are not. Um, maybe in terms of volume, there's a lot of Latvian breweries who who actually brew traditionally the way they always have, Tervetev, or I, I presume Uzavis. Um, certainly many, many of these breweries would fall under a, <clears throat> by, by hectoliters per year, they certainly are craft breweries. Yeah. And I have, no, I have no problem putting those people into the same category. If it's if some family out in Aluxne or, or Sesvinus or somebody, it, that's that's a craft brewery. Whether they make Tumscheis and Geischeis, that's their that's their choice. You know, that's what people buy. Uh, but they are a craft brewery. Are you dealing mostly? Your distribution is mostly with restaurants and bars, or or, or, or other shops as well. Uh, I do sell to other shops. Uh, the other good shop I mentioned earlier, they're certainly a good customer. Um, there are a few other shops. Um, uh, but there just aren't that many craft beer shops around. Yeah, that's true. There's, I was, there's a few. There, I've got a. It's mostly mostly restaurants and bars. Do you also make like beer cards or like like people do with wine, for example? Like there's a dedicated person who makes a wine selection for a restaurant and stuff like well, that. Do you also um, are approached? Kind that? of, kind of, yes. And um, of course, I try and. Um, use what I think is my experience to try and move people in a certain direction. I mean, obviously, I have a, I have a niche Japanese craft beer market here. Okay. And that's, it's, in a very small way, it's an extremely good business. I have extremely good customers. And, uh, Are they Asian? Uh, no, no. No, different, all kinds yeah. of. Because I can, I can imagine, like, Asian family just living here. Who, who no, no, no. These are all, are all um, just people off, from like, from Latvia, mm-hmm. running running Japanese establishments. But but they have a, they have a good idea. I mean, they know what they do. Yeah, uh, they know what they, um, you know, they know what their target audience is. And uh, there's you know there's different levels of, of uh, you know how how you um, 
I would say, type of restaurant that they are mm-hmm. or cafe. But, um, but yeah, that's that's been an extremely good niche. And uh, as I mentioned before we went on the air, we also do craft sake. And so we bring in really a lot of different craft sakes from Japan, which is another thing which we probably shouldn't talk about. <laughs> that's, that sounds like another good podcast. Well, yeah. But sake tasting. Sake tasting. Yes. Oh, I, I always I, do some sake tasting. Although, well, yeah, it's weird. You you still drink it hot, don't you? As far you can, as I you remember. Can, it's actually, it's a, um, the more I learn about it, the more I um, learn that that's, um, you can and you cannot. It depends. Um, well, Here we go. If it's 100 degrees, you're... Yeah, you no, maybe not. Yeah. There, it's <laughs> not it's actually, there are masters that are dying out who who have this technique of, of uh, heating certain sake. But the more premium ones are so delicate that you, if heating, well, you'll lose you'll lose what you're after. Do those restaurants and places you sell them to, do they also, are experts, are on handling it? Like, if, if I go to... Any of those places, will will I have a, like proper experience or just I would waitress say yes. will come pour it in? And um, just I would sh- say mostly yes, right. I mean, there's there's some things we we have have uh, given our own sake tastings and uh, yeah, especially yeah, I would say you will have an okay experience. Yes, because I I hate so much when good alcohol is mishandled and yeah i i agree and i mean sometimes i mean it's it's nice presentation is a nice thing um sometimes i get a little nervous when certain beers are handled a certain way uh because i think it's a bit a bit bit too much show but uh but then again i have 40 euro beers in my shop and um i mean i pick them up and I pour them in a glass like a normal guy. Like a <laughs> what else would you put? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold it at the end or whatever. But <laughs> if somebody does that and they feel good doing it, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's whatever totally, suits your, yeah, whatever exactly. your yes. no, The yeah. only problem I've experienced is like usually bars, I guess they tend to change the craft beers they have quite often if mm-hmm. they have bottles. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, it says in the menu, ask the waiter well, about craft beer. And it's usually, what craft beers do you have? <laughs> well, okay, that's, that's an extremely good point and a point that um, I'm glad you brought up because I actually attempt to have my, okay, I've done this two years now. I've learned a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things to learn and understand what works and what doesn't. And I understand the idea that they want a menu. It's it's nice. They they spend a lot of money on these menus, but I really uh, and try and encourage most of my customers, um, unless I know something's going to stay there all the time, to certain just put in craft beer, because half the time, or ninety percent of the time, most people that look at that menu won't have any freaking idea what that is second cheapest that's what it is <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go for the second cheapest and so in that way you it it the the um i like rotation it's nice to go back and get your favorite ipa for instance but i i one of the, one of the whole beautiful concepts of this craft beer business is the fact that there are so many great beers to try that i encourage a lot of my customers to uh, mix it up yeah you know, bring in two or three standards and mix it up because we have, that's, that's what drives sales in my shop. Yeah. No, you know, I mean it, that, I mean, the part that's a bit, it gets awkward is that often the, you ask the waiter and they go, uh, well, we have an IPA and an AP, which actually says, says not nothing. that much. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, well, if you ask what's that's what's, true. what's a sour yeah. IPA, they're going to go. Well, that's I've never that's see, one. that's another thing that's a big challenge for us is because um, our sales are only as good as the point of sale between the consumer and the server, and that's that's something that you know I I do give some kind of like basic training occasionally or or pointers or whatever, but you know I I don't know how the staff turns over. You know, yeah, the yeah. management may change, whatever. And there are certain different levels of, of enthusiasm for my products. And, of course, I want enthusiastic partners. You have to you have to love this kind of thing to be able to actually make it move. And, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. And, and another thing about these, which is obvious and why the XYZ company you mentioned earlier and these are so popular is because people can make a lot of money on them. These are not high-margin sales things you know a restaurateur or a bar or whatever can bring my products in and make x amount of markup and if you bring in a local product obviously it's much more affordable and they can make xyz amount of profit and so they don't have to think and thinking and making money is not thinking and making money is no-brainer so do we do we have professionals here in Latvia as well. Let's say we have a, quite a few famous sommeliers, for example. Mm-hmm. And besides you, do we have some, that kind of people in well, beer segments? We have um, Andres Rasinj is a uh, certified beer sommelier. Okay. Um, he he's a really good guy, aren't you, Andres? And uh, he just he works for he works for a bad company, but that's okay. I, I said it. He, he'll laugh, but anyway. <laughs> but he is he's certified by a um, certifying um, agency in London. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite of choice is actually the Cicerone uh, program, which is a which is a very expensive and very multi layered step, and. Uh, at some point in my life, I hope to have all of my bar servers as certified beer cicerones. Ooh. That's easier said than done. Well, but it sounds like a pretty grand project. It's, it's, it is a grand project, and it's it's uh, it, it's very hard thing for me to get managed right now. But I have a guy coming from Belgium in about uh, two weeks, who's a certified cicerone. We're going to do an off flavor course, for instance, at the bar. So we're going to drink some crappy lager, and we're going to find out all the things that are wrong with beer, that can be wrong with beer. It's so. like there is this uh, regular events at kind of school tour centers, mm-hmm. like fuck-up nights, and where people talk about <laughs> talk about failures. It's like similar, but beer kind of. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, at least you can drink some good beers of mine there. It will, yeah. Just <laughs> wash it down with some good ones. Shall we crack open another one? Sure. Let's do them. Um, what do you suggest next? I suggest a sour. Oh yeah, my favorite. Oh. That's that's my go-to phrase. I want a sour one, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm. But they're still not popular in Latvia either. Actually, they are becoming more and more popular. Thank you. Yep. Oh, oh, it smells glorious. Good. Also, the first one was really good as well. Good. Yeah. Did you did you really pick up the birch? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I would say the first I, beer is probably my my um, biggest selling beer. One of two. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I immediately wanted to be in the sauna. In the sauna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers again. So. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, this is nice. This is nice. This is this is a really um, this is one of my jewels that I have in the shop. It is uh, called Zurvan Tildonk. 
Uh, I'm going to remember Childonk that. is a little village outside of uh, Leuven, Belgium. And Leuven is the home of like the largest beer production facility I've ever seen in my life. It's actually AB InBev, and that's where your Stella Artois and your Lefe come from. Oh. Yes. These are doing things a little bit differently. This is a farm with cows and horses and children and chickens, and they have their own yeast strain from their countryside, which yeah. they've isolated and they use over and over. And this is the base beer for their fruited ones. So this this beer is um, then aged on different fruits for different amounts of time in barrels. And um, super people, they put on a nice festival every year. And um, You also raised that. Sorry? You go to the festival? Yes, I've been twice. Yeah. Yep. Super, super hosts go to breakfast and uh, eat breakfast in their courtyard or their farm, and it's it's fabulous. So cheers, cheers to the Janssen's family. Cheers. <laughs> um, don't you miss the countryside, though? Or you, you're, you're probably living in a city, aren't you? Right yeah, here I live in here in Riga. Yeah. Yeah, good question. Yes, I do. I, I really do. Um, it's not that expensive to get some place some countryside. <laughs> yeah some countryside here actually, in it's um it's it's kind Acquire of funny because some countryside i my my girlfriend and i actually i would say it's kind of been a hobby of ours for four years to drive around riga and say no <laughs> get on SS, find find paradise somewhere, whether it's Vidzima or Latgala or Zemgala someplace, and uh, go and you know find a reason that it just won't work. It's too far. It's too expensive. Smells bad. Don't want to work smells on the weekend. <laughs> you know, something. Lawn mowing. The poor, Lawn the, mowing, the, yes, the exactly. Yeah. I'm not getting younger. If I was 30, you know, I might I might do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I spent most of my life on a farm, so I miss it. Well, yeah, I can imagine because I've been sitting at my desk at times and daydreaming. I'm going to just raise sheep. Yeah. Or no, 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 there's this more modern thought of mine. I'm going to raise crickets. I'm going gonna to farm crickets. <laughs> That's the future. Yeah, but well, you don't find them on the farm. You find them in the actually, factory. You know, actually, <laughs> well, I don't think I crickets uh, exist in Latvia. No, don't. No, it's, 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 a, it's actually, it's one of the pleasures of a summer night in, in Iowa. Crickets. Listen to crickets. Yeah. And uh, the cicadas. Um Yeah, it's super. I miss we we have these. I don't know how they're in English. Uh, grasshoppers, right? Yeah, yeah, grasshoppers. They also make noise. Yeah, they do. But I've never seen and mosquitoes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Latvian Air Force. <laughs> Air Force One of Latvia. Yeah, but um, but no, Latvia's got great countryside <clears throat> and great beaches. I mean, that's one thing I never had in Iowa. Well, beaches. Yeah, I, I actually. I hate people who can't appreciate what we have here because it's it's first of all and the most important thing it's like we are it's super secure here it's it's very peaceful relatively mm -hmm. to the mm -hmm. other parts of the world you don't have yeah. to worry about too many things we have a beautiful countryside forests mm -hmm. beach and that's that's like a full package yeah it really is um <clears throat> yes, it just you you need a um, you need some government entity then that uh, helps create vitality in those sectors. Yeah, that's and that's true. that's that's what I find lacking here. <clears throat> D 
Do you but want to, anyway, do we don't want to talk about politics. Do you, you don't? <laughs> Just in, in, my my good friend and lawyer says, you know, as soon as you, you know, if you if I pass my language test by next yeah. June, uh, which will be a stretch, um, then I can get permanent residency and I I have the right to form my own political party. <laughs> Watch well, out, beer no, we're, party. We're can think beer. Join. Yeah, beer we'll party. Why not? Because I mean, I think I could get seven percent, right? Seems to what, be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I agree. But, well, aren't you a bit disappointed of what's going on in USA? And kind of, it's similarly, we have similar vibes right now <clears throat> here in Latvia. Don't you feel that? Politically? Or, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's a, um, how, to, how, to, how to put it in a, in a kind of a, diplomatic uh, way is actually it's uh you know a reality tv guy became president you say so right yeah <laughs> and um that's usa though. you know that is, is that, the is usa it is but, but it is, it's not it's far very from. much product of of um some uh deep-seated um dissatisfaction with with status quo of, of politics in general which i think is a worldwide problem i don't think that's you know we obviously we have our two more or less two party system but um <clears throat> the um you know there's always uh, you know eight years one way and eight years another there's always you know this kind of pushback uh we do have checks and balances uh which is good and i think that that um Should should weirdness get even weirder? Um, mm -hmm. I think you would find that um, the political system, even as dysfunctional as it appears to outsiders, would probably uh, find a way to um, curb any kind of, um, let's say, unilateral dictatorial edict from from a reality TV host as president. So I I really have not too much fear. Um, there's some things that actually, um, as as weird as as weird as it all is, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes this abrupt kind of bizarre directness is is actually something that is one of the reasons why he's president. You know, yeah, he spoke. Men, he yeah. spoke to people, and and didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, really. Uh, it, it might. Part of it was bullshit. I mean, let's. Can I? Can I swear on this program? Yeah. yeah you okay. I, I really don't want. I, but I'm just saying. But sometimes, I mean, what people are getting fed all the time is bullshit anyway. Yeah. They're um, accepting it and just like not doing anything about it really. Yeah, so why exactly. not? That's true. So I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, every day brings some kind of like new. <laughs> new thing, but I don't, I'm not necessarily so, um, not certain that, uh, we certainly weren't getting hosed by the Chinese and in, in trade. So, you know what, if we hold somebody's feet to the fire, then, uh, good, let's do it. Let's see. Then, and, you know, make somebody sweat a little bit. Well, it's not that well, everyone's sweating a little bit I guess. <laughs> right now in Latvia, especially, but actually, yeah, we have this similar problem here in Latvia right now because all the political vibe and argumentation from the uh, opposition is not based on we are we are the good guys it's more mm -hmm. of a 
they are the bad guys. And and that's yeah. that's why well, we are kind of entitled to I saw that to form the government <clears throat> because just, others have fucked up. We did not have a chance to fuck up, right? I happened to um <clears throat> briefly see a um a um we if if we watch news, it's late at night recap of whatever, and I did see a graph of uh the the political parties in Latvia last night just by chance. And um talked to a client of mine today and she's part of a political party and um it's it's actually it's I mean when when the main party has twenty percent or whatever that was I saw last yeah, night 20. and then there's like a breakdown of like seven six seven different um, parties whose greatest uh, percentage holder is like seven percent seven and a half percent and then you have three four six it's it's crazy I don't don't laugh at the American two party broken system when you have that because for me it's like it's it's just as fractured. It's it's almost worse, I think. Yeah, uh, and that, that's one of the downsides of it all because there are a couple of good people in every one of them, and and especially in those small ones. Right. And they have decided to split up and go each of their own ways, and and that's that's well, damaging the it, whole. It thing. is damaging, and um, I mean, I'm not a politician, and I certainly have had. I I, I would say. More or less, I'm I'm relatively fiscally conservative, and um, I would say I'm I'm I am relatively conservative. I'm not um, I'm old white guy from Middle America, you know. I have I, I would say that I have some fairly liberal views about things, um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not too you know wild about change. I mean, change is great if it's if in the it's, right direction. If it's right direction, exactly. Right, right. Yes. Um, so, I would say most of my best friends uh, back in the states, uh, we we had opposing views, and we remained friends. And I think it, to this day that had I lived, you know, been through this mess, <laughs> even though I know some of them have said some crazy things on, which I, which is really unfortunate, you know, S- social, social media has, has really let people, um, express views to a wider audience, which is, um, uh, something new actually. And it has removed all the boundaries of, first of all, scale. You can scale it up really quickly mm-hmm. and really far away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you don't have to be very courageous to do that. No, es- you espe- don't. Especially when you have to go and tell someone in the face what you think of him or, or whatever, or what are your views, most of those people can't do that. They, no, they that's, can only that's exactly post right. on, on, on Facebook. I try and be very careful when I post things. And, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, created a couple of electric storms in my day on, on, on Facebook with a post. But uh, but I try and do it at least uh, you know through my own personal. But I but I I, th- I like to write, and so when I when I write, I like to go back and like think, read again, maybe read again again, and you know just see okay who who might this affect and how might it affect uh, other people and myself down the road, um, <clears throat> because I live I live in a much bigger world. Um, now than than I used to, um, so you know, 
since supposedly we're all sort of scrutinized anymore or somebody could look up everything, everything I posted is all there for somebody to see. And I'm not too worried about any of it, but at the same point, there's certain places I'd like to go, you know, do some things. And if you're critical of something, uh, then that could, that could upset the, uh, yeah, the fruit basket, as we say. Do you, when, when do you write? You mentioned your writing is like, Opinions mostly, or, or actually maybe no, no, you're enjoying well, some Yeah, I guess about or? beer. No, really, I, I just simply write about beer mostly, but I, I just I enjoy writing. I mean, my um, one of the reasons I... Do you do on computer or good old-fashioned styling? Well, <laughs> feather. No, I, yeah, I wish I had the quill pen, but no, I'm, I've, I've given that up. But um, no, I sit down and, and um, I've got a bunch of... Sto- actually, my first year I lived here, I, I was unemployed. I just, I was actually trying to do something with a friend of mine. And so I just uh, I wrote some short stories, you know, things things that happen outside the window, weird weird new things about Latvia or whatever. Did you pl- publish them? Sir? Um, no, I guess I did have. Um, my girlfriend works for a publishing agency, and um, we we actually we do a lot of traveling, and so she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. I write, so we put a few stories together, and we've—I guess there's been a couple of them published. You know, they were translated from yeah, English yeah. into Latvian, for instance. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. But I like—I mean, basically, I just write on Facebook. <clears throat> I haven't really had time anymore to like sit down and actually write, though the book—it's it, always happening here. And so, I, what I like—I like to conjure up. <clears throat> what I like to do on Facebook, and the reason I use Facebook and Instagram for me is kind of foreign because I'm not a photographer. Um, if only everyone put, put quality photographies on Instagram. <laughs> well, my my girlfriend does, and well, so and basically she we travel, and so I basically use hers. Yeah. Um, but but I'm I'm a word guy, and so I like to conjure up people's imaginations with words, and it would be nice to do that. <clears throat> I mean, I write if if I if you read my Facebook post, you would get them. You you guys understand and comprehend English, and I started doing that back at the beer. I used to write a weekly email when I was manager at Beertopia, and um, people started coming up to me and saying. We really like your email. It's great yeah. because it's. I, I just. I like to. I like to use humor and and just make people think. You know, just like bring it. Bring it from left field. You know, some crazy thing into it, and keep people engaged because because that's honestly. I was I was a reader all my life, and um, so for me, it's important to um, stimulate the imagination. I like that. That's why I like radio. I'm oh. a big radio fan. But what do you listen to, though? It's a foreign, foreign program. Oh. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, <clears throat> I grew up, you know, as a kid, and um, if I was on the farm, you know, you'd have a radio on your tractor or a radio in your hand or a radio when I was milking the cows. And so, I, I, you know, a baseball game, you know how I want to see it? I want to see it on the radio. I, I just, I really, I love that, and I think that's a really lost thing um, for a lot of people. You know, I used to tune into shortwave, used Radio Moscow, Radio Havana, yeah. Radio South Africa, and and I used to actually take keep track of late night. I'd tune in all these AM stations uh, all across America, which were cool back in the days. You know, it was it was really a cool thing. Um, so I that's that's something that um, uh, you know your generation. I mean, for instance, it's uh, it's almost kind of unknown. It's pretty actually. It kind of. 
is similar with podcasting right now. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar situation where you just you're sick and tired of pop music, for example, or, or like you get tired of music in general at some point. How much? Either, there's, there's no matter overload. how much you love. It. No, yeah. exactly. And then I you're looking for another opinions and just to hear people talk about interesting stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that <clears throat> I love to fill my like these dull mechanical activities with the quality listening yeah, material. And I would say that's that's uh, my my helper Rainus in the shop. My who who actually I need to put a plug in for Rainus. Uh, my um, two-plus-year employee at the shop uh, who's probably the most knowledgeable beer guy in Latvia about beer. Okay. Uh, but he's he's always listening to podcasts, and that's cool. I mean, beer podcasts, any podcast, and that's uh, it's, it's a great way to, um, you know, create new ideas in your brain. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's what, nothing wrong with that. Do you have other hobbies besides that? I saw you were filming in a movie. <laughs> you, you had a part in a movie. What, which one was that? This was this Name ring or something? Well, I hope it. I hope it was. Uh, I, I presume it was Baltus Siltis. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good one. I yeah. think I haven't seen it, but I've heard only positive reviews about it. it, it should, it, so it I don't know what you saw. Uh, your picture on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, so there's a picture on Facebook where you're on. I presume movie set or very yes. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tribal yeah. fetish. I, or I, hate, I hate to tell you, you Latvians, this, but I, I was I was cast as a Lithuanian. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but how uh, did you land that? Casting? Yeah, well, I don't know. That's because <laughs> I didn't have to talk. I guess your Latvian language exam <laughs> yes, is probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. No, but it's uh, no, it's actually. Um, Two of your kind of like neighbors over here, the the Abelas, the Abela brothers. brothers yeah. uh, no, they're there are three Laris, of them actually. Yes, huh? three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Loris, uh, Raitis, and I think. And uh, I don't know the other one. I know Loris and yeah, Raitis. Yeah. I think, if I'm correct, from snowboarding days. Back yeah. in the day, they were pretty huge in Latvia as snowboarders. Right. When when the scene was like blossoming mm-hmm. here, just coming up, and I looked up to them really. Yeah, no, super guys. Really, I, since um, since uh, I've gotten to know you know Loris in particular, um, uh, no, really, really cool guys. I mean, I never. It's 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 actually a, a wonderful thing about running a shop or a bar and and just being, you know, the door opens, don't know who's coming in, and um, you know. My my girlfriend would be around. She goes, wow, you know, you know these. You, you, she, she would come home. She Famous goes, man, you, 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 all these people that are coming to your bar, you got you got great customers, and I really yeah. do. I got super customers and um, friends, that. and and it's it's a very cool thing. I, I appreciate it very much, you know. Um, but it's you know we run a place. It's just uh, it's just for we're all at, we're all nice people, all average people, you know. Hopefully, and um, so. So I guess that's how I landed the part. <laughs> well, it's always about the next. This, this never hurts. <laughs> that's not, yeah, obviously. That, that's a bit of a trend nowadays, isn't it? Well, I think I helped create the trend because this baby's been here for like 22 years. Oh, shit. So uh, it's older <laughs> than most hipsters. <laughs> so, sorry. It's a good sorry, way to hipsters, put it. But, uh, yeah, but that's the reality. Want another beer? Of course. All right. Always. <laughs> Did you like that beer? Yeah, it was really good. This is amazing. I mean, I like sours as well. So. Clean the palate with a pilsner. 
We'll go back to a uh, Thank you. Estonian Pilsner. Thank you. Yep. So, Puhaste, one of my favorite breweries from Tartu. Um, I don't know if you heard that. Uh, probably. Yes. Probably. Maybe. Yes. Um, Talisman. So this is actually... Um, it's very light. Yeah, it's very light. Uh, but the hops are what sets this baby apart. So this is not... Um, this is not your average um, <clears throat> lager. No shit. Because Apini <laughs> are very, very pronounced here. And... Um, Excuse me while I put my glasses on. I'm not sure they actually list them on this. Sometimes they do. But actually, one of in, these... In Estonia? Yeah, actually, yeah. So this has um, Australian Vic Secret Apini. And one of the owners of the company was at our dinner table the other night. And he said this was one of the most difficult, complex beers for them to make. Okay. So, so anyway... Loggers are not just crank out mass slosh. Sometimes they're really difficult. Actually, they're very difficult to make. Do you have um, like any your no like any favorites here in Latvia, like brewers? Maltagoons, uh, okay. Labietas, uh, Norma is some uh, what we call gypsy brewers. They don't Norma doesn't have their own uh, facility. They're yeah. Alus Darbnitsa. But uh, they brew at other places, like like at Maldegunds. Are you familiar with Maldegunds? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm not very fond of it, though. It okay. kind of does not suit my taste. It's okay. it's a very pronounced and and like well, they very have specific. Mostly usually. they make ales, which mostly is what I sell. Um, yeah. They have, I would say that they actually most breweries end up getting their own kind of like what you might call a house taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and that usually has to do with the yeast strain. Um, that they use. Um, Maldagoons I've had in the shop since uh, I opened the shop. Uh, they're good friends of mine. We actually make, once a year, I make, sorry, um, Leo of Artists, <laughs> but um, we did create Latvia's first commercial pumpkin beer at Maldagoons in 2014, I think it was. Um, so... Lil of artists tried to say it last year, but uh, they didn't do it. We did. You shut them down. Stop <laughs> lying, you little <laughs> lying bastards. Well, I bet it wasn't any good when Lil of artists made it. No, it wasn't. And but anyway, my our, our, <laughs> the Maldagoons <laughs> version is wonderful. Actually, it's uh, there's a little bit left. It's called Pakirbi or Blood Pakirbi. of the Pumpkin. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice. It's a nice name. They last, all, yeah, naming is pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. You know? That's, that's actually I yesterday they just uh, brought a, a beer to the shop which is called Key, which is a Kiplock Kiplock's beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, which, uh, wow. Oh, that does not doesn't, sound, doesn't, sound doesn't like sound something like you want to drink beer, during right? the lunch business lunch <laughs> beer. Oh, the <laughs> hot summer is there. <laughs> exactly. All right. How, so how, I haven't tried that. How well, do you, you have the flu? <laughs> no, oh, yeah, that's a flu beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you the go. The first flu yes. beer. That's the first Bring that out beer. in January, guys. <laughs> Isn't it hard to love beer, though? Like, physically hard? Because, to love beer? Yeah, because, like, you consume, I assume, quite a lot of beer. And how come when you drink two labietis, 
you have a cancer the next day, like a raging hangover, <laughs> and then you can chuck down eight <clears throat> Coronas and have nothing uh, going on. You know... Because I assume it's a bit more tough on you than wine. Well, it depends. I mean, actually, wine, if you if you think of most wines, there's no wine that's more or less less than 11 or 12 degrees alcohol. <clears throat> so if you drink a half bottle of wine, or what would it be, 3.375 milliliters? Or three bottles of wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to feel yeah pretty crappy the next day, probably. But... Um, it depends on the beers. I mean, sometimes um, uh, Labiatus does some really interesting things. I mean, they introduce a lot of different. Uh, I would call I would call part of their beers almost anthropological because uh, Rainus is actually dedicated to um, recreating like old recipes, and I'm not talking just old recipes, but old, old recipes that were like without hops, without From all the till, this kind of recipe. Yeah, kind of, yes. And, you know, um, they they actually have done a pretty marvelous job of it. There were some early days back before they had their their normal, their their new brewery, that um, I wasn't too fond of their tea beers or some of their beers, but uh, but their quality is, is... Fabulous, actually. They're very her- so, herbal. They have very herbal. Yes, taste they to are. Them. Yes, they are. But they, but they also use, uh, as I said, you know, specific botanicals. Yeah, and I, I actually enjoy Labiatus. I, I yeah. really enjoy it, but I can't like, well, like go through that yeah. very often. Um, the next day is pretty horrible. They um, they actually do an interesting thing, and I, I at first I was a little surprised, but then again I, I totally see the point. They they brew at the brew pub, which they always used to, but what they sell at the brew pub, unless something's changed, um, is only made at the brew pub. So what you find at Stat Oil or or Circle K or in in uh, Remy or something is is brewed in Odyssey at their new production facility, mm-hmm. and I think that that's. Uh, you know, um, I just think that there's when you have uh, same with Maldagoon, same with a lot of places. At some point, you can you can make the uh, quality much more predictable, and I think that makes a difference on on what happens to your head the next day, and or your gut or oh, yeah, all, your whole body. Because one day, one one time, I could not get over the hangover for like a week there were these side effects with my with my gut and then like i was feeling bad and i i'm scared to drink it again (laughs) well maybe it was let's just say let's just say that it was hopefully it wasn't that i yeah well let's hope hope that way yeah but there's actually you know a lot of the beers i sell um i drank last night at home a uh, beer i hadn't tried before from the states um and it was it's called bushido um but it's actually not japanese Uh, beer. yeah (laughs) but it's a um it was a berliner vice so it was a sour wheat beer with uh, yuzu and chili and uh, it was Mm -hmm. actually it was phenomenal beer uh, it's too bad we don't have it tonight. But um, do you have it in the shop? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. We can go. Yeah, we <laughs> half, we, half we, liter we can cans, and it's, the chili we, is just we super. We can go. Chili is wonderful. We're definitely actually. gonna go. And I'd recommend um, pairing that with some some kind of food because it really. I, I was actually kind of blown away when I drank it. I mean, I've got all these beers that most of which I've tried, but I've I brought in such a 
big quantity of different beers lately that I just I'm I'm struggling to get through them all. Because I keep going back and drinking the ones I still like. <laughs> Isn't this <laughs> tough to collect all these beers around the world? Like how do you even do it? How how does that work? Do you go on like some kind of enclosed beer eBay and just pick and choose no, actually, and then it gets shipped in no, from actually, all sorts are, of places. Are really actually kind of okay when I when I got started for instance I had some contacts and so I used those contacts to uh, start stocking the shelves and then I kind of branched out from there found some other people and then then pretty soon people find you. Oh, okay. You know, so that's uh, that's, that's convenient. That's, <laughs> well, it's convenient. Yes, and sometimes you have you know the word no is is just it's uh, it's just it's the word you have to use because mm -hmm. I can't I can't do it all. Um, for instance, uh, no no shame in saying it, and uh, but I've never carried labiatus, and one of the reasons was is um, that. They have such a magnificent brew pub that's such a tourist attraction that I felt that I was doing them a better uh, service yeah. sending people there because I had people showing up from all over, which I still do, and just like, you know, go there yeah. because you're going to get some unique products. You're a nice guy, aren't you? I am, and I and I really seriously, that's that's another part of the business. Most of the people in this business are nice guys um, or girls. That's a nice environment yes. to be in, though. Yeah, because, yeah. and there are a lot of nice girls in this business, too. Here in Latvia. In Latvia, especially at my bar, where I employ now all girls, which I'm happy to say, nice. Uh, we got a great crew, nice, nice, uh, knowledgeable beer girls, and uh, just nice, smart girls in general. So it's awesome. It's awesome to go and so, look at nice people. Just yes, meet nice people. Yeah, uh, and honestly, when I started out, I was a little bit afraid because, um, um, you know, not not to bag on the service industry but the service industry was a little bit lacking here and sometimes um oh not a bit it's, you know yeah, it's quite, but so quite, I, I, quite I was really lot. i was really afraid of i mean i had some people come in and, and interview whether i wanted them to come in and interview or not once they knew i was opening a bar it's just like i was thinking to myself my god I, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna represent me <laughs> <laughs> and that's but that's the thing i mean i take it seriously and um so, I presume it's pretty goddamn important, actually, who runs the country here or how, because that will kind of directly impact your business, your costs, because keeping good people and educating them, as you said, it, it's actually, it's, it comes at a cost. And do you think here in Latvia, we have a good environment to sustain that kind of business at the moment? Yeah. Uh, it, it it could be better, but yeah. I but I think yes. The answer is tentatively yes. And one of the things that um, is is a great concern of mine because it's a mounting cost as I as I hire employees, is is the show, social cost. Obviously, I want to pay them enough to make them. You know, I, I want people to be enthusiastic about coming. You can't pay somebody to be enthusiastic. Yeah, you yeah. really cannot. You're either enthusiastic. I mean, if you're selling buckets at depot, you know. Who's enthusiastic about that? You no, know, you do a job because you might sell snowboards or, or plants or something. But, um, you know, seriously, I want – and I've been lucky that people have come to me with enthusiasm and want to work for me. And because they, they've been there, they enjoy the vibe. And, you know, it's, it's some nights I, I have to say it's, it's really dead. There is no vibe. But that's – it depends. I mean it's, it's summertime and now, you know, people are away or whatever. But, but honestly – um, back to the original question. Um, 
I I cannot accurately compare having an employee in a bar back in Omaha, for instance, versus Latvia, because I never actually was in that position. I was an mm. employee. Yeah. And I know my employer paid probably a shitload of taxes on me and healthcare and all that stuff. And and honestly, the what what a country needs to do is is have the tax burden on employers, especially in small businesses or any business. I don't care if it's small or otherwise. You have to create a, a playing field where there's incentive there's incentive, first of all. You 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 need business. You need tax income. And rather than rather than looking at, at the people who are running small businesses as, you know, just just the next uh, you know, ka ching for the for the lottery for because we need to like pay for, you know, I don't know, picking up somebody with an ambulance, you know, yeah. twenty times over the weekend, which bothers me. Um, you know, it's 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 a struggle, and I and honestly, the Latvia and Lithuania and Estonia and a lot of these countries' greatest export over the last what you you pick the number of years is is bright young people, and that's that's absolute that's criminal, and so I would say kind of mixing in politics and beer here. Uh, I get a lot of tourists, and people say I had a German girl the other night at the bar. She goes, "Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of like up kind of like cool hip things happening here." And there are, but you know, they. It seems like in a lot of ways, uh, sometimes they. I don't know if it's. I'm in Riga now, so I don't travel around that much to other places, you know. But there has to be. It has to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to maintain that business for a certain number of years, and uh, you have to not be hosed by the government. You know, I want to do things honestly. Yeah. I want I want I want to pay for good employees and I want them to be I want them to be paid well for what they do. And um you know, because in America, for instance, you know, tipping is a huge part of your income. I can imagine. And that's yeah. not here. Seriously, so I can't I, I, I can't promise my girls, hey, you're gonna make a bunch of money on tips because then it just doesn't happen. And so then then it's just that's so that's that's a big handicap actually. Mm-hmm. Um but um, but then the handicap comes when you know it's uh, let's just say I pay plenty of taxes, and the more employees I have, the more I pay, and um, it's 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 normal. It's it's a very normal thing. But um, you know I don't I don't want to be seen as as uh, public enemy number one just because I opened a business. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, it's such a like. Relief, an amazing thing to hear. Then, what you're saying is, I want to operate honestly, because no, absolutely. I, I also have a side business, like which is not my primarily job. And mm-hmm. I also like my main, like this mantra. Starting it, we're not gonna. I, I do it with my with a friend of mine. We're not gonna do any shady shit. It's it's either. One hundred percent legit, or we're not or doing it at not all. Gonna do it at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's not easy. Yeah, it is it, not. Easy. It's not. It, it takes quite a toll on you financially to yeah, to operate and, a functioning normal business. And, and and the chain you can you can see in the network the chain of of you know I don't I don't know how everybody does everything, <clears throat> and it's not my business to know that. But at the same point, you know, it's it's actually unfair. It's it's an uh, it's not equal playing field if if others are are ob- obviously cheating, mm-hmm. and and honestly, <clears throat> then, um, 
then that just creates uh, creates a harder harder. Uh, I mean, I already have Riga's most expensive beer, you know, and um, if I'm paying full wages and uh, trying to make it work, then it's difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, yeah. and then you feel kind of betrayed by the government. If, well, if, it's if, it's just tough, you know. Yeah, it's, it's tough, um, like. Tokyo City gun ban stuff like that is happening in mm-hmm. on, your, on the plain sight, and nobody does nothing about it. Just right, and and and, and these places uh, manage to go on. Yeah, and it, it's not just them. I think it's even jar- more giant players with uh, you know that. That's all. Oh. But but I think that's probably not not only Latvia. I mean that happens a lot of places. But anyway, I think it's it's good to shine light on it, and uh, you're the new generation. You know, and um, you have voting power, um, and um, if you have buying power, those are two important things. And yeah, if Latvia true. or any other country loses that, uh, it's a huge, it's a crisis, actually. Because uh, the last thing you guys should be doing is looking for jobs in England or America or, or wherever, you know? It needs to happen here. Yeah, that, that's and, also one and of my... That's, um, <clears throat> I want to be here. I mean, this um, this was Plan B after Georgia, but uh, nonetheless, I've obviously been here four and a half years, and believe me, I've sunk a lot of money in here. <laughs> just hang in there, hang yeah, in there, hang in you there. Know, so it's just uh, it's uh, there's not really any turning back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, it's kind of divided feeling right now. Because we've been talking about over an hour, and I think this is, this would be a nice nice point to stop. Should but, we open the last beer real quick, or or we can do it behind the scenes? Let's do right. that. Yeah. All right. Because I have one beer question. Yes. Yeah. For you. Shoot it. Which on theme, um, quite a lot of well, basically all the lat well, they're not big players, but Latvian players such as Valmi and Mojal. Mm-hmm. As soon as the craft beer. Trend hit. They tried doing their own. Like Aldous did, Meshpils. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, Meshpils is Aldous. Let's what? just face it. That's, yeah, it is now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, but why do you reckon they never? I mean, I tasted Meshpils. I tasted that cork moisture, which mm-hmm. which is Valmi moisture. Mm-hmm. And in, I haven't tried, of course, some big brand, small craft beers they make outside of Latvia. In Latvia, it seems they absolutely fail to capture it. I mean, it's it's an IPA-ish mm-hmm. just bit. I mean, well, it's you can't compare it to anything <coughs> with what we're thinking. Well, there's one, one basic reason, and that is that um, the people who... There's, there, are, there are marketing people and there's beer makers... And most of the people who run these companies are marketing people. Because, for instance, um, more or less, you get a story before, and you, you you get a beer, or you get the same beer in a new package. What's the big news? The package. That's that's absolutely the yeah. wrong approach, and and that's especially the case with Valmeier Moija. I've got nothing against them. I mean, they they did good things for the beer industry here, <clears throat> craft beer industry, in that they they introduced a premium lager, which raised the price and gave people the idea that there could be something premium, local. 
Um, when it comes to Coke Moises or something, for instance, I mean, there's there's some hit and misses. Actually, I like Valmier Moises Porter. That's their best beer, I think. Um, they're they're beer people just don't they don't understand what's going on. You cannot you cannot throw a cascade or a citra hops into something and create a craft beer. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it, you have no. They're they're just they're without without throwing them under the bus. They're clueless. Yeah, and and honestly, there are <clears throat> people attempting to get into the craft beer whatever part of the industry here in Latvia, and and I'm going to just deal with Latvia because there's a thing coming up which is really under my skin, which I'll talk about off air. But uh, there's people riding the coattails of of what they see as popular, and they think they can make money. Well, making money is what I'm in this business for, but I'm also I'm also here to present people with new options, new tastes, and enjoyable lifestyles. This is this is actually a lifestyle product, just as is sitting on the corner at Vino Studio and drinking what you might think is a good wine. Yeah. <laughs> Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the idea is that um, – but, okay, so back to the thing. These, these people just don't understand what they're trying to do. Seriously. Mm. That's, that's the very short answer. Um, yeah, and I'll leave uh, yeah, it at that. Su- I'll leave it I at that. I suppose they just go, yeah, it's just beer with more hops and some. Yeah, just take this hop, Pretty add much. it, and it's, that's Pretty an much. IPA. You know, now. you get a recipe or something, and it's like, yeah, let's just do that. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, it's just the people behind these beers are are you would you would love these people. They're they're passionate. They're they're actually quiet geniuses walking around who know more about yeast than you and I and ten other people will ever know about yeast. Uh, hops, hops are like, it's, it's like, there's so much to know. There's so much. And these people are, are, are dedicated to that. You can't just, um, you know, you, you make a light beer that you've made for, for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years with, with not really any thought other than the fact that it's like German tradition. Well, that's, (laughs) that's bullshit. Latvians don't, Latvian beer actually, um, is is just like any other Eastern European beer or Chinese or American or whatever. They're all some. They're loggers. They're they're from a yeah. German. But but at some point in history, uh, the ale uh, lost out because bigger players came in and uh, monopolized the uh, the lager business. And that's why we have Heineken. That's why we have Budweiser. Um, but the root word, never forget this in Latvian, is ale. And that's because uh, your old ancestors probably didn't isolate yeast. And so the yeast came in from that piece of wood over there, for instance, and uh, that's called an ale. Alles. It's not a lager. The Germans brought lager. And that's the difference. So we should all drink. End of program. (laughs) Well, let's hope Latvians figure it out. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> such a pleasure to have you here. It's great thank, to be here. Thank you for stopping by, shedding light on beer and truly like inspiring me, myself, for example. Super. It's been nice to be here. Let's hope this is not the last time, though. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.